All right, so we're going to get into part two of how to study the Bible. So part one, I'm, I'm giving you kind of a background and, and somewhat of an understanding of why or how we need to study the Bible. Um, there's, just, there's just not a lot. There's, there's lots of different ways to study the Bible as it, uh, you know, uh, traditionally. Uh, well, I don't even know. No, it's not traditionally. Um, I guess in today's world where we kind of read it um, like a book and we write down some notes of what we learned from what we read on the surface, but we don't take a deeper dive in understanding the whys. You know, why is this written this way? Why did God put this word in here? Um, what is God trying to tell me uh, through scripture? Um, because remember, we don't hear audible voices. God is not, you know, at two years old, God wasn't talking to us. We, you know, we as we go through life, we we gain knowledge and we have a memory bank and and as we study scripture we recall scripture so we do those things but you know being a true believer or christian is the, the 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 special part is not here on this earth because it's really crappy for the christian if you look at history on this earth they're martyred um persecuted read matthew i actually read matthew chapter 5 the beatitudes you know blessed are those who are persecuted blessed are the peacemakers blessed are um, those that uh, it's it's it, it's it's hard to actually sell people on being a Christian when you actually understand what has happened to the Christian. So if if you're looking for something fluffy, this is probably not it. But I will tell you, I believe that you would truly understand how to to read the Bible and study the Bible um, uh, after we're done doing this together. So I'm excited about it because it's teaching me new things as well. We've always learned that when we study scripture, um, you base scripture on looking at the this uh, the uh, literal. Um, uh, you base uh, you base it on lear- learning at the little literal words that you're reading, and you look at the historical part of it. Um, you look at the parabolic meanings, which is Jesus talking about historical events. He was not. Jesus spoke with parables and parables he did not speak. That's why many times when he was talking to his disciples, he said, do you understand what I'm telling you? Like he would share with them the kingdom of God and share with them certain parables. And there would be other people like, I have no clue what he's talking about. This, You know, I don't get it. And they didn't get it because they didn't have the Holy Spirit. And God didn't give them discernment um, until... You know, the, the the spirit entered into them. Once the spirit entered in, it just gives you discernment. It doesn't give you any magical powers. It doesn't give you the ability to heal people or walk on water. You just don't. This life as a Christian is tough, but it's all worth it because in the end, as God says, "Do not save your treasures here on earth. Save them in heaven. You know, or your treasures will be built up in heaven. Your mansion is in heaven." You know, the, the, the stuff we worship here, like gold and rubies and stuff, is the streets and the foundations are built with it. Like, the stuff we worship here, we, we, we walk on. We actually walk on it in the next life. Um, that's important to understand. So, where you might be like, man, I'm just looking for something spiritually, make me feel good. Those feelings are dangerous. <laughs> so, remember that. When you're in the Word and you truly believe that God is in control of everything that's happening, there are blessings that come in this life. There really is. 
but I believe most of those are spiritual blessings. I don't think it's, you know, God provides. It says he doesn't just provide for the birds. He provides for his people even more, his elect even more. So, you know, some people will be a, a blessed abundantly. But I, I just, I don't think that it's the picture that most people think is, you know, we're going to have these big houses, big cars, all this stuff. I just, that will take you away from God, right? God forbid, we don't want our, our desire to be taken away from God in that relationship with him. Um, that intimate relationship with God. So let's go ahead and pray. We're going to get uh, started in part two of, um, you know, studying the Bible. And this part is going to be, you know, the Bible is from the mouth of God. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just pray that you're with us today as we, you know, continue on this path to understand how to truly study the, the word of God, your word, Father. Please give us the understanding. Give us the discernment. Give us the material. And if we make any mistakes, Father, please help us to correct that. Um, um, we are just humans. We are man and we are flawed. And, but we know that you're perfect. We know that, um, you know, the original Hebrew and Greek text was from your mouth and it was perfect. We don't have that. So we pray that any mistakes that, or errors that we make, that you give us a discernment either through a concordance or, um, or careful study of your word. Father, we love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Alrighty. So what is the true gospel? One would say uh, it's what Christ did on the cross, which is actually correct, but it's much deeper than that. The true gospel is Jesus Christ. From the Old Testament, Genesis 3.15, born of a, he was born of a woman, Micah 5.2, he was born in Bethlehem, Isaiah 7.14, he was born from a virgin. This is all prophecy in the Old Testament, thousands of years before the New Testament, prophesying uh, that Jesus was coming. And, not all of them were thousands of years, but a long time before the New Testament, before Jesus came, this was foretold. This is how they knew to watch for the Messiah. So I can give you, you know, a ton of examples um, that was written that and the, the Bible actually talked about, you know, a picture of Jesus. There's actually people that resembled Jesus. So we won't get into that, but I just want to understand that why you need the Old Testament, why you need to study it and why it harmonizes with the New Testament. So many prophecies were actually done, from, uh, you know, of the Savior, which is Christ. Christ just meaning the anointed one. Jesus meaning Jehovah is salvation um, or Emmanuel, God with us. You know, so God is with us in the in the in our flesh. Um, that's why, you know, often uh, we think that if we pray for something, we're just going to get it. And then we don't. We get upset. And then we we learn that the spirit prays for us. God's not going to give us what we want. He's going to give us what we need. That's okay. Because remember, being a Christian is not the most popular thing. Our reward's not here in heaven, not here on earth. It's in heaven. We learn how to be a true Christian, a true believer, how to be obedient, how to have the fruits of the Spirit. And we will fail many times at that. And when we do, we go to back to the we go back to Jesus on our knees. And that's how we fight our battles in repentance and asking for the Lord to fight our battles for us. So 1 John chapter 4, uh, verses 2 through 3 reads. Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus is come from the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. Notice how direct that is. It's not dancing around it. He's just saying, if you believe Jesus came in the flesh, you, you know, you're a believer. If you don't, then obviously you're not. So, And you got to check yourself in your mind too. Like, well, How do you truly feel about this? And if you still have a desire, continue to seek after wisdom and truth through scripture 
and pray for God to continue to help you understand. So, um, and this is the spirit of the Antichrist. So if you don't believe in, in uh, that Jesus came in the flesh, that's the spirit of the Antichrist. Um, now, many people look at the Antichrist as a man with a red face and horns and that tail with the, you know, you know, the arrow thing on it. But when we read in first, we read in first John chapter two, verse 18, little children, it is the last time. And as ye have heard that Antichrist shall come, even now there are many Antichrists, whereby we know that this is the last time. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would have no doubt have continued with us, but they went out, and they might be made manifest that were not all of us. But ye have an unction. So this is actually you know, from the Holy Spirit. It's an unction that gives you discernment, gives you all the things that you need. The Spirit's with you. You're saved. Once saved, always saved. Amen for that. And ye know all things. Antichrist by definition is against Christ or acts as a Christ. So Matthew 24 when it says there would be many Christ, there would be uh, false prophets coming and there were people saying, hey, there's Christ or there's Christ and God tells, Jesus tells us, don't believe them. Don't worry about them. Um, we have lots of counterfeit Christ out there, especially today. Lots of prophets, a lot of these people, you know, rebuking COVID-19. I rebuke COVID-19. I forget the pastor that said that he's worth billions of dollars and he rebuked COVID-19. COVID-19 is still here. Don't believe those false prophets. They're wrong. There are no such thing as a prophet in these days we are living in today. The Bible is our prophecy. We read it as it is. We compare scripture with scripture. God tells us how to, how to learn. There's nothing more that's special than that. We just learn truth. That's it. Okay. Sorry to break that to you, but that's the truth. So, uh, but there's lots of false teachers out there teaching false doctrine um, and does it, that does not tell about the true gospel, that Jesus Christ is the only one, uh, only way to re receive salvation. Uh, in John 14, 6, we read, Jesus said unto them, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me, because he is Emmanuel. He's God with us, that, that rests inside of us, that teaches us. We have the flesh that's of the world, and once the things of the world, and the spirit that's of God. That's why it says, that the flesh and the spirit have enmity between each other. There's a division. There's a battle, a spiritual battle. And you know that because you're a sinner. <laughs> so if you smoke or drink or look at women with lust or look at men with lust or you do all those things, that's because of your flesh. Your flesh wants the things of the world. When you wake up, it wants to do bad things. There, uh, Romans 3.10 said, There's none righteous, no, not one. Romans 3.23, All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. You're bad. You have to accept that. No, I'm not. I'm a good person. Okay, well, then that's fine. You're gonna, you believe that. But the reality is, is that the the better, the quicker we come to terms with this, the sooner we can learn to die to self, and allow God to rule our lives here, so that we, you know, when we move on to the next life, it's, you know, it's perfect. So yes, Paul does tell us in First uh, Corinthians fifteen verse one through three that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried and that he rose again on the third day according to the scriptures. So he he was teaching the gospel, but it was rejected by many people. That was the problem. Um, now we know that many who hear the message of salvation they simply refuse it. Uh, they refuse to accept that Jesus was the Christ. 
um, in the old, the, uh, not the Old Testament, when Jesus actually came, they were, and the, uh, then died on the cross. Even though he died on the cross, and he, you know, defeated death, they tried to prove that he never defeated death. They were trying to say, ah, they stole the body. I mean, there's always been non-believers, even in the beginning of the church age, in Acts chapter two. When the Spirit filled them, filled them all, and they were able to speak in languages, they were able to speak in. So if I was, you know, well, I don't speak Spanish, but God, God wanted me to be a disciple because there was only a few Christians. I now had the ability to go speak Spanish to somebody and and teach them the gospel. But there was a period of time where God ended that. Um, once there was like Asian uh, Christians and you know Mexican Christians, and now they can disciple, and you know you get the rest of it. Uh, but many today that actually accept Jesus, um, but what are they actually accepting? Uh, the Jesus in Matthew 16, 4 said this. He said, a wicked and adulterous, adulterous generation seeks after a sign. That's Jesus talking. Okay, the Jesus that's in sandals and, you know, this big, long, you know, dress thing thingamajiggy that he walks around in hugging everybody. I mean, that's how we kind of picture Jesus. But he said that, a wicked and adulterous generation seeks after a sign. And there shall no sign be given unto you, but the sign of the prophet Jonas, which is Jonah. Jonah in the well. You've heard of Jonah in the well. The prophecy and the picture of what Jesus uh, would do. So this is how he would defeat. He would defeat death. Um, we know that Jonah was in the belly of a well for three days, right? And then he lived. He actually survived. Um, this is the picture of Jesus being in the grave, and then Jesus would be in the grave for three days, right? So we're harmonizing here, and then he would actually defeat death and live. So he's defeating death. So unfortunately, proving Jesus is the Messiah is not, it's, it's not simple. It's actually very complex because God has to open our eyes, and we don't know who the elect is. <laughs> so it's difficult. So even the fact that um, with that, you know, you, you know a lot about the Bible, you know how to share the truth with people, they still don't believe it. But here's the, weird, here's the odd thing. Even the demons admitted that, that he was the Christ. Mark chapter 1, verse 24 reads, I know thee that thou art the Holy One of God. This was a demon talking to, to Jesus. Luke 4.41 reads, And devils also came out of many. These were people. They were filled with, with, again, demons. And they were crying out and saying, Thou art Christ, the Son of God. And this, this part I think is kind of funny. And he rebuking them, suffered them not to speak, for they knew that he was the Christ. Moreover, Jesus speaks to the prophets. So before I get into that, so it's funny because Jesus actually is like, you're not telling anybody that because my time has not come to be on a cross. So I'm, you're not telling that. You're not telling nobody, even though the, but they knew it. But he, you know, he rebuked them and didn't let them actually tell anybody. Eventually the, the demons went down and they got into pigs and that's a whole nother spiritual message. But let me stick to stick to my point here. So and moreover, so now from... Um, uh, Jesus uh, rebuking them, rebuking the, the demons. Um, Jesus is speaking to false prophets. Prophets, the, the thing, Listen to this. So he speaks to false prophets in Matthew 7, verse 15 and 23. And in verse 22 and 23, we read, Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in that name? And have we not, I think they say this, they're boldly saying, have we not cast out de uh, demons in your name? 
and in thy name done many wonderful works. That is that key word, works. Because remember, Jesus is the works. He did all the work. And then will I profess, this is Jesus saying this, and then will I profess to these Pharisees, I never knew you. To these religious people, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that works sin, ye that works iniquity. And that's okay with sin. That's okay with working. That's using my name uh, as a false name to teach people lies. I mean, that, that's me paraphrasing here, but that's what he's telling them. Um, now, you keep in mind, Jesus is actually speaking to people that knew the Old Testament like the back of their hands. He was talking to people that actually represented the church of their days. I mean, they were already struggling, but and they were rejecting God. They were more about themselves and, you know, trying to look, worried about looking the part and their hierarchy or where they rank and, you know, how much knowledge they have. But it's scary that if you really think about this, Jesus was talking to the church of those of their days. Um, we see that someone can use the Bible. Um, uh, they actually use the name of Christ uh, and do work in the name of Christ. And thus appear to identify with the Christ of the Bible, but not necessarily. A true believer um, and follower of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So when we look at um, the people in their day, they they could have a representation to be Christ-like, right? Just like Paul and the church of Corinthians or church of Galatia. I can't remember. Forgive me. It's one of the churches, he, one of the two he went to. And he told them that you have the gospel. Like you have it. But it's perverted. There's something wrong with it. Um, so when you you hear these things, you know, how do we recognize the true gospel? So do we have to keep our heads on a swivel and not trust anyone? God forbid. That's not the goal here. Um, so how then do we know we are following those who are teaching the true gospel? No one wants to follow a false teacher, we know that, or be led astray by a false prophet, um, because we can end up in hell. We must find the answer to the question, and how do you do that? Searching the scripture. So what is the gospel? Well, we'll get into that in our next part, so part three. So as we continue, again, keep in mind, we're taking time to get the backstory, to understand, you know, the truth of the Bible, why the Bible was written, how people, you know, like William Tyndale, you know, why he died shedding his blood to translate into English. Like, why did that happen? That proves there's a Satan. Because, you know, who would kill somebody over translating a book? There was people, again, false prophets, false religious leaders, and they were the ones that had him, him killed that did not want information to get out. Because they were, they did not, they 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 might have, you know, looked like they represented, you know, Christians, but to do something as horrible as they did, and it was, and you're talking lots and lots of blood that was shed, lots of Christian, true Christians, true believers, became martyrs. They were they were killed simply for the name of Jesus Christ. You are, we are so blessed to be able to have the ability to learn how to study the Bible. And to learn who Christ truly is. And to learn, most importantly, what the true gospel is about. So God bless you. I pray that you walk with the King today and be a blessing. Be a light in this world today. Christianity is cool again. I mean, 
I don't know. I think it was cool that during all this craziness, these people were raising up as they were being martyred and killed and, you know, thrown in prison. They just, they were singing and rejoicing, knowing that they were going to heaven. I just think there's something cool about that. So, and we see today where everybody has these masks on and people are running all over the place trying to figure things out, you know, vaccinations and all these things people are so nervous about. Look, man can kill the body, but only God can kill the body and soul. That's why we do not fear man, we fear God. Remember that. God bless you and have a wonderful day.